0: Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to today's episode of Be You with Declan Edwards. Now, for those of you who are particularly perceptive, you may already notice that the tone of this week's episode is a little different to the way I normally open up episodes. And if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you would know that I refer to the green light in life being if something equally scares and excites you, then that is the right place to go. Now I originally had a different podcast episode planned for today, but this morning during my meditation, my gut instinct was telling me that there was something else I wanted to get off my chest, and something else I wanted to get off my mind, and something I wanted to talk about, and I'm not going to lie to you guys, I am remarkably scared about talking about this, but I also think it's very important that I do, We're going to be talking about the loss of a good friend of mine a couple of months ago to suicide both how that's affected me and my sort of opinions I guess you'd say on the topic and the matter so I will put a warning at the start of this um, episode this might be triggering for some people um, especially if you've lost someone to suicide however I do believe that we need to be having more conversations around this I need to be talking about it more openly and honestly and being vulnerable around it. And my intention for this episode is that it makes a difference in some way. What that difference is, I don't know. Whether it's just helping me process the loss of my friend, whether it's helping someone else process the loss of their friend or family member, whether it's inspiring someone to, to not go down that path? I don't know. But as I said, my gut instinct says this is important. I feel that I'm equally excited, which means it's the right move. And so with that said, let's get into this week's episode. Now I'm going to come right out from the start of this episode and say that I'm not going to mention my friend's name, I think for a variety of reasons, the main one being to respect the privacy of his family. And obviously, I I haven't spoken to them about this. This podcast episode really came to mind, as I said, in the meditation I did this morning. So I'm going to, to not mention any names, but I will give you a little bit of background for context. So I got the call a few months ago now, a couple of months ago now, that a close friend of mine had taken his own life. And of course, you know, I think we all went through the same reactions. Everyone who found out, you go through the shock and the denial and the anger and the seven stages of grieving. And I'm very, very grateful and fortunate to have had an amazing support network around me of coaches, friends, family members, um, helping me process this because I've actually never really lost someone close to me before. Anyway, the reason that this has come up now instead of a few months ago, I think, to be honest, it's taken me a few months to to process it and then it all came to somewhat of a culmination yesterday. Now, I'm currently halfway through our Finding Emotional Freedom Tour where I'm speaking in 10 cities in 16 days on mental and emotional well-being and teaching tools that are proactive and practical and really engaging so people can really look after their mental and emotional well-being. Anyway, during the drive between two legs of the tour, I realized we'd be passing through my friend's hometown where he's buried. And I decided I would visit his grave because I wasn't at the funeral. And so I pulled up the car and walked along this row of tombstones, reading the names on them and the ages, the stories, and they're all sort of what you'd expect, like the late 70s, early 80s, late 80s, early 90s, and then I came across his, 25 years old. And that really hit me. Here he was surrounded by people who'd lived a full and lengthy life. And he'd lived a life full of love and beauty and experience, but one that was cut so short. And this is the thing, it's always, you hear the saying, it's the people that you don't expect. I'd heard it so many times, but I didn't get that until it happened. I'd had coffee with him a few weeks earlier, and I knew he was struggling, I knew he was stressed, and a lot on his plate. But throughout the coffee meeting, I just had this sense that he was so optimistic about the future, so hopeful He'd been doing new things, he'd been seeing a psychologist, he'd been taking steps forward. And from the outside looking in, it seemed like he had a really great life. He was studying his PhD, great family, he was in a long-term relationship. If you were on the outside looking in, it looked like it was all together. And I can't help but ask the question, what would he have told me? If I'd interviewed him beforehand, if I could sit down with him one-on-one and go past the service level and ask, how are you actually feeling? How are you going? What's going on? Run me through what's in your head. Run me through you know, your day-to-day. Would he have opened up? I don't know. And I don't think I'll ever know the answer to that question. I don't think we'll ever know. But what I do know is that suicide is still the leading cause of death for men under 40 in Australia. And that sickens me that we live in a first world country and that's the number one thing killing our men under 40. And it's a massive problem in women as well. You know, if I had the chance to sit down with my friend and ask him, do you think enough is being done for mental and emotional health and mobbing in Australia? I don't know what his answer would be, but I know that mine is no, there's not. Like we're still seeing anxiety and depression go up. We're still seeing suicide be the leading cause of death for men under 40. Like there is not enough being done proactively. I'm sorry, I'm so, so sick of seeing an industry that is so fucking reactive. It's waiting till someone's really struggling before we do anything about it. And it's not good enough. When I stood at his grave, I asked myself, what could I have done? And I know that that's maybe not the healthiest question to ask, but I found myself asking, could I have done something differently to change this? Could I have reached out to him more often? Could I have connected with him more? And I know this is a conversation I've had with some other friends of mine who are also close friends with with my friend who, who took his own life. And they've had the same thoughts. And obviously we can't go back in time and change the past. But I think we can start changing the future. I think between all of us, Not just our friends, but those of you who are listening to this podcast, your friends and family. I think between all of us, we can start taking a much more proactive and practical approach to our our own mental and emotional well-being, as well as the mental and emotional well-being of our loved ones. We can reach out and connect with the people who seem to have it all together. The ones with the brave faces on the ones who are so good at holding up the I've got my shit together mask, but then are suffering in silence behind it all. I know it's a terrible thing to say, but out of this tragedy of losing a close friend, I've noticed myself reaching out to people more often. I've noticed myself being more open and honest and vulnerable about How I've been feeling I've noticed myself asking my friends and family more often how they've been feeling and having really genuine and authentic and open and honest conversations around it all because here's the thing like if we just sweep it under the rug and we don't talk about it nothing changes are you okay day is once a year and again I'm sorry that is not enough We need to get past these surface-level connections that we have on social media and start going into some depth. I love the saying, we're living in a world and a society at the moment where we're more connected than ever and we've never felt more lonely and more disconnected. But again, I think we can change that. This is not a story of despair. This is a story of hope. This is a story of... How when I stood at my friend's grave yesterday, I felt loss, I felt sorrow, I felt anger. But I also felt a glimmer of hope. That maybe, just maybe, we as a society can start making change. Change that starts with us as individuals and then spreads out as a ripple effect to our loved ones. Change that starts with us Being a lot more proactive about how we look after our own mental and emotional well being, as well as how we then use that to give back to others. If I could sit down and interview him today, I'd ask what more could be done. I'd ask what he was missing. And I'm not going to get to have those conversations with him, but I can damn well make sure I get to have those conversations with other people. And I can aim to inspire those of you listening to this to have those conversations with other people as well. Because here's the thing, we're living in a world at the moment where the as I said, it's a very reactive approach to mental and emotional well-being, but it's also the best we tend to aim for is ticking the boxes, spinning the wheels, and feeling neutral. That, that is rubbish. There is so much more to life than feeling okay. What happens to hope, happiness, thriving, love, excitement, experience, to take life by the horns and really experience it for all of its struggles and beauty and complexity? So this is a call out. This is a call out for all of us to do more. To do more for ourselves. To do more for our loved ones. To do more for the community. And to start taking our mental and emotional well-being as seriously as we take physical health and well-being. To talk about it more. To seek help from experts more to put together a very practical and tangible plan more often like what we again like what we do with exercise planning Now again if you're watching this or sorry listening to this I should say if you're listening to this episode of the podcast and this is really hitting home for you please don't hesitate to reach out and ask for help from someone. Talk to someone. I know that is so scary to do, and I know that is a big ask, and I know it's spoken about so often. But again, I believe that we can all make a difference that starts with self. I'm going to leave the links and direct contact numbers um, in the show notes. For this episode for some amazing organizations doing incredible things around suicide prevention and mental and emotional health. Um, I'm a big believer that there's no one-size-fits-all approach for everyone on the planet for their happiness and well-being but I'm also a big believer in knowing as a professional in this space what I do really well and what is outside of my scope and I always teach people, I'm teaching it now on tour on our Finding Emotional Freedom tour, there are three different ways to approach your mental and emotional well-being and all of them are valuable and they all have a role to play and they're all useful at certain times in your life. One is the firefighting strategies. It's if you're feeling negative 10, if you're feeling rock bottom, if you're burnt out, if you're um, you know, on the verge of breakdown, there needs to be an approach that helps you get back to neutral. It helps you get back to just feeling okay in day-to-day life. So you can get through it. And I'm the first to admit that that is not my area of expertise. It's not my team's area of expertise. It's not what we do. But there are some amazing organizations doing that. And I will include them um, in the show notes for this episode. Then there's prevention strategies, which is if you are feeling neutral, how do we reduce the drops of life? How do we lessen the harshness of them? That's not saying We're not saying get rid of them. There's always going to be ups and downs in life. It's part of life you'll have moments where you really struggle. But how do we shorten those times? That's the goal of prevention strategies. And then the last strategy or the last approach. Now we do a little bit of prevention, but where we definitely do the vast majority of our work in helping people is in cultivation strategies. And this is recognizing that there's more to life than feeling neutral, there's more to life than feeling zero, there's more to life than feeling maybe negative two and just below zero. It's about how do we go from that to plus 10? How do we thrive? How do we cultivate hope, love, joy, gratitude, compassion? How do we truly, truly live? And that's where my team and I do most of our work. So again, I'm going to include the links and the details for all of these different approaches and great organizations in each approach below. And please, 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 if you or someone you know needed to hear this today, reach out and talk to someone. Be it a friend, family, mentor, family member, mentor, coach, therapist, counselor, psych, it doesn't matter, but talk to someone. And if you know someone who really needs to hear this, share it with them, because again, I... This episode was 100% unplanned. This has all just been me speaking from my heart and I've really had no plan or structure for this episode. I just wanted to talk through what was going through my heart in the hope that inspires someone else. And I do want to highlight this is not a story of despair. Don't get me wrong, I'm still angry and and sad and hurt and upset that my friend took his own life and that I didn't see any signs beforehand to step in and potentially make a difference there. I'm sad and upset and angry and hurt that he got to that point in his life and he felt like that was his only way out. But I'm also hopeful because I do believe that by us all starting with self, by us being more proactive, practical, and you know, having more fun with our approach to mental and emotional well-being, it's going to make a huge difference not only in our lives as individuals, but that's going to spread. And together we're going to make a generational shift, an entire change to the way entire generations to come approach their mental and emotional well-being. I think I've said just about all I wanted to say on this week's episode I think I've got it all off my chest so again thank you so much for spending your time with me today for allowing me the space to share my story and what's been going on in my head and heart and for listening to this call to action this rallying call of us all stepping up and doing more for our own mental and emotional well-being and for that of those around us. I'd really appreciate if you can help spread this ripple effect by sharing this with someone who needs to hear it. I'd really appreciate it if you flick me a message, let me know what you thought of this episode and, and, and reach out and connect. Again, I'm going to leave all the links for those amazing organizations in the show notes. But until the next time... You and I get to connect and the next time we we talk, as always, I'll leave you with these parting words, make an impact, start with self and be you.